All right, guys, what's up? It's Cole here, Phoenix Wildfire. Joined with me is my humble host. Uh, Aaron, also known as the uh, San Diego Paladins, your league commissioner. And this is our first league podcast we've ever done. We've done uh, just league articles before in the past with some redraft leagues, but we figured that jumping into a podcast would be something that would be a little bit more fun and a little bit more interactive. So just going to give you a basic rundown on the pod here. So each podcast is going to run between 15 to 30 minutes or so. We'll be uh, recapping moves made within the league each week. So we're talking like trades, free agency, acquisitions, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, each pod, we're going to do an interview of one of you guys, if you would like to jump in here. So we're going to try to learn our league mates a little bit better. Some of you that might not know each other too well. We want to bring you on to this pod and do like a five to 10 minute interview and just get to know you a little bit better. So we're going to start off with a little introduction of ourselves. So Aaron, why don't you go first? Uh, as previously mentioned, uh, I'm Aaron from Hagerstown, Maryland. Uh, I've been here about 13 years, something something around there. I mean, was from Pittsburgh, but I don't really consider myself from Pitt. How long have we known each other? Ah, uh, it's what, seventh grade, so that's going on. I mean, right around that 13-year mark, maybe 12. It was like sixth or seventh grade or something. We started playing soccer together, I think, first. I mean, know you longer than most people in the league. Obviously, there's a couple that have you beat, but uh, it's it's been a it's been a good minute. Yeah, yeah. Devin is the one. How long have you known Devin for? Uh, probably like six months, quicker than, or like you know longer than you, because uh, we met in sixth grade because he lived right down the street from me. Uh, and we used to hang out uh before like you and I went to school at Russell Hicks. So I'd probably say like six months sooner. Then obviously Joey's got you both beat. Devin, also known as the guy that makes every free agent move to win the league somehow every single year. And Joey, Aaron's cousin, the Boston Clams, of course. So for myself, I am born in Hagerstown, Maryland. And uh, I've lived there my whole life up until I was 21. And two years ago, I moved down to Pensacola, Florida. It's really hot. That's really the main thing I could take away from it. What NFL team am I a fan of? Well, I am a Ravens fan. And when I first started uh, liking football, I kind of had to decide between like my dad's favorite team was the Ravens. So it was either going to be that or either the Indianapolis Colts or the San Diego Chargers because I loved both of those logos. But the Ravens ended up being the one I had beat out. What's your favorite team here? Uh, I'm a Tennessee Titans fan uh, by choice. Uh, no particular reason for it. Uh, I think I was like seven. And I think I just thought that their uniforms were cool. Um, and, you know, it's a pretty pretty poor decision, I think, overall, <laughs> to pick being a Titans fan. But, I mean, uh, as a result, I've now become friends with Jason and Jabir. So I guess there's, like, some kind of silver lining in there. Yeah, I was going to say, so the timeline has been changed because seven-year-old you decided that you like the Titans logo. That's right. I, I mean, I wouldn't have uh, interacted with them at all if it wasn't for, uh, wasn't for seven-year-old me liking the uh, flaming thumbtack. So I've been playing fantasy... I think I was nine when I played my first league. I remember it was on CBS Sports, and my team name was the – because I used to live in a city called Abingdon. I was the Abingdon Armageddon, and uh, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, I traded Matt Hasselbeck when he was, like, the number two quarterback for Steve McNair because, you know, Titans fan, love Steve McNair. Uh, and I was just generally terrible at it. So that's what 
13 years, I think, or 14, 14 years of playing uh, fantasy. And then obviously the farther we've gone along, the better and the more dedicated I guess I've become. Mm -hmm. Probably in like the last like four years has really been the uh, point where we're at now. It's like slowly built up to this, uh, this diehard level of fantasy. Yeah, I think myself, I started when I was like 13 or 14. I don't remember the exact year, but I have a distinct memory of being around that age, just sitting down to one of the like brick monitors at uh, school, just typing in ESPN, because I guess we all started around ESPN. That's like the basic like go-to fantasy app, but just starting there and trying to learn the game. I think Marshawn Lynch was one of the first players I ever owned. So it's been a long time, a decade or so, something like that. So Aaron, what made you want to play Dynasty? So for Dynasty, I had known about it for a long time because my dad actually has played in the same Dynasty League since 1999. And so when I was growing up, like getting more interested in fantasy football, he would always be telling me like the the trades he made in his league and who he was drafting and what he like how his team was changing and stuff. And uh, so I always had that idea like in the back of my mind, but the problem was always just. uh, not having anyone else to play with. But we didn't actually like start trying to formulate this. I think this league started coming together in twenty early twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. I think I started trying to get just like a baseline of like the rules and the uh the ideas that I had for the league. Mm-hmm. Um obviously uh started steamrolling like during the summer and stuff, but uh I think that's when I started coming, or this league started to come together, but I'd had the idea of Dynasty like well in advance. This idea has been in the works for, like you said, probably three, a little bit more, almost four years, probably at this point. Like I can remember uh, we played a lot of Madden a few years ago, haven't played much recently, but we played a lot of Madden and uh, played franchise on there. And just the idea of having a, a fantasy football team that sticks from year to year and you can kind of run it however you want, kind of like a Madden franchise has kind of been something that kind of attracted Dynasty in my direction personally. Yeah, this has just been kind of a dream, honestly. We got this set so soon. We've been talking about it forever. I can remember just pacing around in my room, 2 a.m., playing video games with you a bunch of times and just talking about this idea. Like, eventually, we're going to get it started, so it's cool to finally be here. Exactly. It's almost uh, a little surreal, like, you know, always just kind of seeing, like, off in the distance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, like I said, the really hard part was just finding enough people. Yep. Because... Obviously, we played, you know, have our redraft league that's gone on for five years now, but not everyone in that league is a fit or wanted to be a part of the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I ended up having to, like, you know, go outside the box, uh, try to find some external people to join. And uh, I mean, I think I found a pretty solid group of people to come play. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a long time trying to make sure we have kind of the right set and group of people. So we are, uh, we're happy campers. So what's the thing you are most looking forward to in this league personally? The thing that I'm looking most forward to is the year to year, like in the spring, doing the scouting on the college players. Mm-hmm. Because like once the league's in this startup draft in June, I don't think there's going to be like that much separating like one team to another. Like I think all the teams are going to be pretty like even in talent. Like there'll be some that are better than others. But where the real like, skills going to come in i think is once we have like the rookie drafts in may where like after the actual nfl draft goes on we draft the rookies that are going to come in for our fantasy teams and i think that's where you're really going to see like 
who knows what they're talking about like who knows how to run a team because like that's the idea of this league mm-hmm. it's like running your own team and so i'm looking forward to looking at the rookies you know seeing how they play you know seeing where they land in the nfl and kind of just that whole scouting aspect is probably what i'm looking forward to the most yeah i'm looking forward to the uh the free agency the way we have it set up at the end of the year let me pull up here where we've got that under the bylaws give me one second here but while you do that i can kind of give a a baseline of that's how that's going to work so basically uh, our league is a dynasty where you're keeping most or all your players um in our league there's 48 players uh on your team each year and every march or every february you are going to cut basically eight players from your team and like put them up for free agency and then in march is when there's going to be like a free agent period like how the actual nfl does so like any free agents that are available uh, we're all going to like bid on them and just see who you know wants to spend the most money to go out and acquire a guy like maybe matt brieta like had to get cut from somebody's team because the team that had him was like really good and they just didn't want to lose one of their better players um or maybe some receiver who you really coming out of college two years ago but you know, for one reason or another, he hasn't quite developed in that in that team yet, and so it's just another way to maintain league activity throughout the year. Because uh, that was one of the big things when I was making the rules. I didn't want like too long of periods of like dead time mm-hmm. where there wasn't anything going on, and so like March and February was kind of like the one time where there's no games and there's no draft. So, like, I wanted to find something to, like, fill that gap. I got you. Let me, uh, we'll kind of expand into this a little bit by talking about some of the important things that uh, revolve around the league here. Like, how do trades work in this league? Is there a veto rule in this league? Or do trades process immediately or after a few days? Much to the malign of some people, uh, when I was first proposed, there is no trade veto in this league. Uh, I know it's been a big subject of debate in our redraft league over the years, just because some owners... If they have the option of veto, I can't really complain if anyone uses the veto. Like, if you think some team's making it harder for you to win, you have the power to use that veto. But especially in this format, where not everybody's trying to win this season, right? Like, some teams are trying to acquire, you know, younger assets so that they can win in the future. Or some teams are trying to, you know, win now, and so they might give up some young studs to get like, you know, an older top 10 receiver kind of thing. Um, It's just, there's too many variables in this league to like really be able to say like, that's a bad trade that shouldn't be allowed and to veto it. Um, So there isn't like a a league vote veto like we've done in the past. Um, The only case where there's ever going to be a veto is if I think there's some shady business going on, like some under the table collusion. But if that's the case, I haven't written in the bylaws that you'll kind of just end up probably getting kicked from the league up to that point. Just because if you're cheating, that's kind of a that's kind of a hard thing to come back from, you know, compared to like the other rules you might be breaking. Like once you cheat once, you know, kind of hard to trust you too much. Um, so yeah, there's no veto. Hopefully, we never have to get into that collusion territory. Yeah, we won't talk too long about trades here, but my main reason for kind of swapping camps on this, because I was originally against a no veto rule, is you cut down significantly on the amount of fighting that normally happens when you have trade vetoes, because you have people talking back and forth about, hey, veto this trade, 
this is garbage and you just have people you colluding. Up clicks. It's not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it. So we have a good thing going here by getting rid of that. It'll be a little bit different, but it'll be for the better. New to this league also for some of us, uh, we haven't played in redraft either, is uh, the FAB budget system for acquiring players different than just a normal ad every week. So we'll let Aaron explain that as well. Yeah, so basically the way that FAB works, it stands for free agent acquisition budget. And so each team's going to get a certain amount of money. So like in this first season, since we're all like starting on the same playing field, everyone's going to have $100. And basically you're going to have that $100 and that's your money for the whole season to pick up players off the waiver wire. And it's going to be blind bidding, so you won't know how much the player is going to cost. I don't know, like last year, if we had this leak, Phil Blincy would have been available. And so let's say that I bid $22 on my, my end of the screen. Um, I would wake up Wednesday morning and I would see that Cole spent $27 of his budget to get Phil Blincy. And so then Cole would have that money deducted from his team and then he would get Philip Lindsay as a result. And uh, at, in subsequent seasons, uh, the money's going to end up, the worst teams in the league are going to have more money for free agency than the, the best team. So like the champion is going to have like $80 less than the team that comes in last place to try to like level that playing field a little bit more. Got you. Yeah, that makes a little bit more sense. Kind of help that team out along the side. The fact that they're going to get the number one pick in the rookie draft the next season. Exactly. And then the other thing with it is that um, that's also the money you're going to use like for that free agency that I was talking about a couple minutes ago. Uh, so like, if you come in last place, you'll have more money to like burn on you know, the potential studs that are, are going to be available as opposed to the team that comes in first place in the league. They're going to have a lot less money to play around with. I got you. Yeah, it's a it's a new system, so it might take a little bit of time to get used to here, but we've got that in the bylaws and the link on the website, so be sure to check that out if you're not entirely 100% sure how it works. Also for this league, we'll be uh, utilizing the IDP format, which is individual defensive players. So there's uh, you got DTs, you got defensive ends, linebackers, corners, safeties. Basically, you're going to be filling out an entire roster, not just offensive players, but also defensive players as well. And then you also have a coach as well and then kicker spot so the uh, coach scoring is something unique as well this year so i'll let you explain that too basically uh the coach scoring is just going to be you get points if the coach wins uh, it's, just think like in the real nfl like you know if the coach wins you'll get points if the coach loses you're going to lose some points and then based on how big the like scoring gap is so uh, like let's say the rams like the Rams, let's say they beat you know the Dolphins by like 24 points or whatever. Like that's going to score you a lot more points than if they beat the Dolphins by like three points. Um, so you kind of want to, I mean, not to give too much strategy, but like you want to find coaches that are going to coach for good teams, basically. Like you don't want to undervalue coaches and think like, oh, it's just like a kicker. Like I'm not going to invest a high pick in one because like they can actually score a lot of points for you. It's just an added component. Like, obviously, Sean McVay is going to be your number one pick and coach, for example. You know, they got a team set up for the next few years. But, yeah, that's just uh, some of the differences in the um, the IDP, the coach. It's all new stuff for some of us, so be sure to check out the scoring in the bylaw section. Also, when it comes to scoring here, uh, we've got a few differences compared to a standard league as well. So, uh, league scoring, what are some of the main differences that we have here compared to a normal league, aside from the IDP stuff? Well, for touchdowns, uh, we played this in our redraft league last season, but uh, for those of you that obviously weren't a part of that, 
passing touchdowns are worth five points instead of the standard four points. And interceptions for quarterbacks are also worth an additional negative point. So that's just to kind of try to separate the difference between like the Aaron Rodgers level player and the Blake Bortles level player, uh, just to try to make the quarterback like a little more valuable. And then on offense, the rest of the scoring is pretty, pretty standard. I mean, it's half point PPR, which I think everyone's played in at this point, you know, uh, kicking. That's, I guess, a little different than your standard. Uh, basically, you're going to get scored more points for longer kicks. Uh, that's the short summation of it. So like a 60 yard kick is going to be worth more than the 20 yard kick. So obviously getting a kicker who like nails those long kicks is going to be probably some value to you. Maybe not enough to like, invest a high pick in one, but just something to think about. I guess on defense, the only big thing to know is just that tackles are one point per, I think it's two points a tackle. So getting a guy like Luke Keekley, like he'll rack up a ton of points for you because you know he's constantly around the ball. And so that's like a good thing to target uh, in this kind of scoring setting. And then another thing about the uh, scoring that's a little bit different is the uh, if you miss a field goal as a kicker, you get negative one point for a 40-plus yard miss and negative two points for a zero to 39-yard miss. Mm-hmm. So yeah, kind of just like the NFL, like, you know, if you're a kicker and you can't make the, you know, the easy kicks, like you're probably going to end up getting released. Uh, so just like in this league, if your kicker's missing easy field goals, you're probably going to cut them and find somebody else on the waivers to pick up. Okay, also everybody for the uh, for the payment for the league, it's going to be $35 for this uh, buy-in for this year. It's going to be the, an additional $5 off normal because of the, uh, the website getting it all set up and getting some graphics on there. Your league due will be due between March 1st and April 15th. You can post that on Venmo or you can get cash. Obviously for some, it's going to be hard to get cash up there. So uh, ask Aaron about his Venmo information. You can get that paid into him. That is the same for this year. I, I've given out a couple updates at this point, letting people know that the buy-in's like still going to be that March 1st to April 15th, even though this league doesn't start until you know June with the draft. I just think to keep the continuity, uh, I kept it in that same March 1st to April 15th. And I do have punishments in place if you don't pay within that time frame. So those are in the group meet that everyone's in. Um, so you'll have to check in on that to you know familiarize yourself with what's going to happen if you don't pay. So for the podcast itself, what kind of things we're looking to add onto this pod in the future is we're probably going to be uh, doing like a weekly or bi-weekly uh, power ranking reading of whoever puts out the power rankings article. In our redraft league, it was uh, Joey that put out power rankings each week. That would be a fun thing to discuss on here. We could probably also go over some projections for each week and kind of give our own little spin and then have whoever's in here doing the interview each week to give their own opinion on some of the uh, matchups each week. This is probably going to be the only pod we're going to put out before the draft. So uh, our next one is going to happen after the draft. Yeah, unless, of course, like there's a, you know, a lot of interest in wanting to talk a little bit more about what's going on. Maybe we'll have a couple more episodes. But yeah, as of now, probably is going to be after July, like when the startup draft's going on. Okay, so join with us, as I said, is Joey the Boston Clams. How you doing, Joey? Um, doing all right. The weather's kind of crappy today. Feeling a little clammy, but I'm good to go. Nice oh, pun, no. dude. <laughs> okay, so let's ask you a little bit about yourself here. So, where were you born, and where are you from, and how long have we known each other? Well, I was born in the United States. I uh, have known Aaron my whole life because, unfortunately, we uh, we're cousins. It's hard to talk about 
It's a traumatic experience. But anyway, Stone Cold probably. What am I? Twenty now. No Cold probably since about twelve. It's probably about eight years. Long freaking time, dude. It is a long time. A lot of ups and downs, and a lot of memories along the way. <laughs> Lots of fantasy talk. That might be an understatement. Any other uh, any other league mates you want to give a give a shout out to? Uh, um, since we're on the personal subject, I'll give a shout out to a Graham, my new best friend, the uh, Richmond Raiders. I just wanted to say, known him for five whole months. I like yes, it. Uh, he's already declined one of my trades, so uh, that's best friend material right there. In record fashion, too. Joey, I know this might be a little bit of a sore subject for you, but uh, what NFL team are you a fan of? Well, I've been in limbo the past few years. I uh, grew up an Eagles fan, being from uh, Pennsylvania, and uh, when I was about when I was old enough to realize that I didn't have to follow in the family footsteps, I wanted to do a change teams. So uh, you kind of put your pitch out there to be a Titans fan. So I tried to follow in them for a few years until recently. I just couldn't. Uh, Put my whole heart and soul into the team or the roster, and uh, I don't like half-assed fandom. So I've uh, <laughs> been in free agency for myself the past uh, year or so, and I caught myself becoming a, a Giants homer actually the past year. A big until now, big OBJ fan, big Landon Collins fan, big Saquon fan. Rough off season. It has been a very <laughs> rough off season. I'm gonna pull a. Uh, Le'Veon Bell and pull a one-year hiatus, I believe, and try and redirect my fandom once again. I would say, since you said you used to be an Eagles fan, you know that's the reason they won the Super Bowl, because you bailed on them, right? Oh, it is, 100%. And see, now I can never go back to being an Eagles fan, because then I would just be a bandwagoner. So uh, <laughs> that, that uh, bridge has been burned, unfortunately. Okay, so how long have you been playing fantasy football for, and what made you want to play in this Dynasty League? Uh, I've been playing fantasy football probably for about 10 years now. Specifically, remember, my first uh, ever draft pick was uh, Larry Fitzgerald, if that uh, gives any relevance. But I wanted to play in this dynasty because there's a lot of uh, personal uh, relationships and rivalries that are also within this dynasty, and I needed to uh, redeem myself. I've come in third in our uh, redraft league three out of the past four years, and I've come in fifth. I realize maybe I can't win in a redraft, but I know my uh, superior intelligence can lead me to a, <laughs> a championship in, re- or in a dynasty setting. Now, when you say when you say rivalries that are works mostly, I think we all know who you're talking about, so I think we should just let the cat out of the bag. Uh, he's talking about Jabir, <laughs> also known as the uh, Atlanta Sharks. Uh, they've had a a tumultuous relationship over the last two years. They've played fantasy, and they've nearly gone to war with each other, honestly. Uh, I'm surprised you two are able to coexist in this league. I mean, you're the only one pushing this narrative. so <laughs> Propaganda. It's, uh, I do agree. As uh, some infamous people in this world would say, that is fake news. Just remember, don't sleep on clay bombers. That's all that matters to even though he's not the clay bombs anymore, he still can't sleep. <laughs> um, I guess lastly, to ask you, uh, what what are you looking most forward to in this league? Just very general. Um, I'm looking forward to looking at players with a different perspective. It kind of feels unjust 
seeing what they can give you just in a one-year time period. It misses out on a lot of key variables that I like to take into account. Or in the dynasty setting, you don't have to uh, analyze on a year-to-year or judge on a year-to-year basis. It's more of a career uh, development type of thing. So that's uh, very intriguing to me. Whereas you have like players mm-hmm. such as Carry on Johnson last year was getting hyped up. People thought he'd get the opportunity to uh, run the RB1 role. Really was used in a committee setting. So you wouldn't see him very uh, very valued in redraft, whereas in Dynasty he's going as high as in the third round. So I just think it's really nice to look at players with a different perspective. It's nice not having to uh, panic on a week-to-week basis like, oh, this guy – didn't get enough targets this week. I need to drop him and pick up, you know, that next flavor of the week receiver. You know, you get to find the guys you like and kind of watch them develop. Correct. I like that. I mean, you could always drop whoever you want. I'll just pick him up for you. That's fine. I mean, that, that, that is, is how, true. No chuckles here. Fancy uh, works. That is how fancy works, and that is how I lost to Mark Cooper last three draft season. Oh, I do remember. So, is there? Like one specific, uh, I guess, rule, just like the, like whether it's the the IDP or the the fab or the the free agency. Like, is there anything that like you see sticking out in your mind, or is sticking it just out in a positive or negative way? Well, I mean, I would say positive, but I mean, if there's something you wanted to say in the negative, I, mean, I guess positively, I just feel like having many more assets at my disposal to make trades. As a, I've said before with you guys, one of my favorite. My favorite thing to do in fantasy is make trades. I, uh, being a business major in college, my negotiating skills are probably one of my strengths along with my social skills. So it just is where I, I find myself succeeding a lot. And so everybody likes to succeed, clearly. So I, with a lot more uh, tools at my disposal, like rookie draft picks and uh, defensive players, I just feel like it unlocked a whole nother level for me. I got you. Now we got one more question for you before we head out here. Who is your favorite NFL player? Can be current, can be from the past, just whoever in any point in NFL history, who's your favorite? Hmm. You know, that's a tough one. I'm going to say, Pat. I'm going to give one from past and present. Past, I'd have to say Brian Westbrook. I always respected him as a competitor. Very underrated running back, in my opinion. And then current, I have to go... Mr. Odell Beckham Jr., like I said earlier in the uh, cast, I just like the uh, competitive fire that he brings to the table. Clearly, he has room for development in terms of uh, leadership and maturity, but I do think he will get there at some point and will be a, a trifecta with his uh, personality and skill. So I was going to say, I hope everybody's ready for that 1,500 yards and 13 touchdowns coming this year. I mean, as long as he uh, is at my pick at number seven, that's what he's going to get stat-wise. We'll see about that one. So, Joe, you say you like trades. Well, that's a nice little segue for us into the last thing we're going to talk about here today, which are the uh, the couple trades that have gone down in the league so far. Uh, there are three of them that, that have happened in the last two weeks, um, all of which involve either you or myself, one of which involving the two of us directly. Uh, so why don't we start with, uh, with the first trade that involved yourself, Joey? Uh, do you want to go ahead and let the people know what went down. All right. So, uh, I, as I said earlier, Odell Beckham 
is my favorite player. And in Dynasty, one of the, my favorite aspects are you can go out and get your guys for a long period of time. When the uh, Odell Beckham trade broke news, I knew instantly the hype would raise him from his ADP of 8 probably to 7. Not even ADP specifically, but I knew players that were drafting above me would buy into the hype. And so I needed to get his, put myself in as best of a position to draft him as possible. So I reached out to uh, Trent, who owns the uh, Honolulu High Tide. And I wanted to move up from 7 to 8, which ironically, I end up setting the uh, trade up market for everybody else since it was the first trade, giving up my 7th round pick for his ninth round pick. But I do believe DeAndre Hopkins and OBJ are in their own tier of receivers. And so by guaranteeing I get one of them or one of the top five running backs in Saquon, Zeke, Gurley, Kamara, or McCaffrey, I put myself in a uh, beneficial situation. I like it. I like it. And I mean, really, I do think there's a bit of a gap there between OBJ or Hopkins and that next group of receivers. And considering that you gave up, I mean, looking back, like you gave up, you know, the difference between like a Rashad Penny and a Sterling Shepard kind of player. Like you'll still get somebody out of the back end of that deal. They might just not be, you know, as dynamic a rookie option. But I like the deal for you. Like you said, got to get your guys, uh, which is exactly what I did with my my first trade, the second in the league. I traded up with, uh, with Devin, uh, the Magicians. Uh, I moved up five spots in the first round, and I basically moved back around from the third to the fourth, and then I moved back half around in the eighth round. And kind of what you were getting on there, um, I think there's about nine players that I'm like really confident in being like elite assets, and of course I picked ten. So unless something went wrong in front of me, um, you know, I wasn't going to get one of them. So I hit up Devin and uh, offered this deal, and pretty quickly he uh, he hit accept. So now I've got you know a bunch of options. I can take a running back. I can take Hopkins. You know maybe OBJ. Um, just really whoever's going to fall there. It kind of just depends. You know obviously how the draft goes in front of me because it sounds like there's some movement that might be going down. Um, but yeah, I've locked in that star player at the top, and I I don't think I had to give up too much to get it. Although I do think that Devin. Improves his depth here a little bit more so than I do. I guess, Cole, since uh, me and Joey are the two involved in this third trade, why don't you uh, give your give your piece on it? Tell us who won. It's a bit of a gamble by Mr. Wolf here, but of course you never know. Aaron could draft a bust with that first-round pick, so we'll have, to, uh, we'll have to just wait and see how it goes. By the way, anybody that's interested, I am shopping my pick, the number one Point oh three overall. Keep that in mind. Glad Send to, me some uh, offers. Be here for you to put in that shameless plug. Of yeah, course, I was about to say shameless plug. Yeah, yeah. No, everybody, it's kind of early, but you can obviously still trade any of your picks, and you can from this point on, as long as the league exists, trade at any time. So, except for the trade deadline, yeah, of course, except for the trade deadline, that short time period from there, and then the end of the season. But any of the off season, you can trade any of your assets. Will it be players, uh, picks, whatever you need to? You can trade pretty much anything at any time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it looks like uh, that's going to do it for us here. So, if any of you have uh, any interest in being the next guest on the pod, just let one of us know. We're Don't probably going to ask you. We're probably going to ask you in the chat at least once or twice, and. Uh, Yeah, so for all of us here, we will see you in the next one.
Ciao. Later.